0: Welcome to the Baptist Broadcast. Thank you so much for tuning in through Spotify, iTunes. If you're watching on YouTube, please do not forget to click the subscribe button and the bell for continued notifications. Checking out today, Romans 11, verse 25, that all-popular section of Romans 11 that has been the object of much debate throughout the centuries in terms of what it means, does it you know does Israel there refer to uh, the church uh, does um, uh, or the whole of the elect or does it refer to the uh, political nation of Israel uh, you know those are those are some of the uh, of the points of conversation that are often brought up with you know regarding uh, Romans eleven twenty five I'm not going to really address those particular issues here the issue that I want to address is uh, kind of is oftentimes peripheral to that in in the in the conversation, but um but what I would like to do is bring it front and center because I think it, it means a whole lot, actually in the interpretation of verse twenty five. So if you look at Romans eleven, verse twenty five, it says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in the question of course you know that that often looms and 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 the focus point usually in discussion concerning this passage is what or who is israel uh, there right uh, how are we to take that term is it the the is it the physical nation the political nation is it just a you know kind of a group of jews who will you know in sometime in the future uh, be effectually called um, you know, that's that's a, a big part of the debate uh, concerning verse 25 here. But what I want to look at is the very last part of the verse where it says, blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. That's a very significant part of the verse that I, I don't think centers as much in the center of the conversation as it should. Because when you read something like that, your first question should be, come into what? What, what are, or, or where are the Gentiles coming into? Um, that's the question. And, um, you know, of course, you could give various answers. I think there are, there are answers that could, uh, that could, you know, maybe not be so proper to this text, but, but actually correct. You um, you say well, you know they're coming into the sheepfold. Uh, you know, Jesus talks about his 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 sheep in the Gospel according to John, and 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 how there are you know sheep that he will call that'll know his voice, and that you know when all is said and done, that'll be there will be one flock and one shepherd. Um, you know, so you could you could think you could think about passages like that, but let's follow in tow with Paul's own language here. Really beginning back in verse 19, um, well, beginning back before that, but I'm going to go ahead and begin in verse 19. I think that will be sufficient. If you look at verse 19 of Romans 11, Paul says, you will say then branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. And there he's playing the voice of the Gentile. And he says in verse 20, well said. In other words, you're, you're correct. Because of unbelief, they were broken off, and you stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fell, severity, but toward you, goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. So you have some like botanical language here, right? Um, verse 24: For you, if you were cut out, if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated o- olive tree, how much more will these who are natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? and then he goes into verse 25 because i do not want, i do not desire brethren that you should be ignorant of this mystery lest you should be wise in your own opinion that blindness in part has happened to israel until the fullness of the gentiles has come now there's obviously a lot to pull out here there's a lot that we could exposit from this text um, but first i want i want to note that that, that paul here is using language that's not totally unfamiliar to the New Testament. In, indeed, it's not familiar to the whole of the Bible. Um, he's usually using language here that Jesus explicitly uses in John 15. He's using this sort of, uh, you know, this, this botanical language, this, this plant language, um, uh, this vine dressing language, if you will. Uh, and it's a very familiar uh, kind of metaphor, if you if you want to call it that, in the New Testament, um, Jesus has this thing with trees, uh, whether it be the fig tree, uh, whether it be the the, the vine, um, and and why wouldn't he? I mean, the very beginning of the Bible begins with trees, right? I mean, especially when you're talking about the tree of life and uh, the tree of the knowledge of, of good and evil, and the Bible in some ways ends uh, with a tree. We see the tree of life is is there in the eschaton as well. So. Um, You know, the Bible, the whole redemptive narrative is bookended by trees. So, you know, why wouldn't you have this kind of, you know, plant language throughout the text? And, uh, you know, no less here in the New Testament, of course. Um, But if you go to John 15, verses 1 through 2. In John 15, verses 1 through 2, Jesus helps us to understand, I think, helps us to contextualize his apostles' words. Um, Because what Jesus says in, in John 15... 1 through 2 is I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit he prunes, sanctifies that it may bear more fruit. Okay. Um so uh if you're if you're if you're if you're thinking in terms of you know, uh, grace and faith, and and you relate that to the fruits of the spirit. For example, you can see how this language fits in to that schema of the Christian life. Um, but but what Jesus is 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 saying here is that He's the life giver. He's the vine. It's only by Him that uh, we live and and that we exist uh, in this covenant relationship to God. And, and, and if it's not for him, we wither and die, and indeed are cut off. I am the true vine. And then he says, my father is the vine dresser. In other words, the father is pruning, right? The father is, is pruning. He's taking branches away. He's putting branches in. I think this could easily refer to the doctrine of election. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So every branch in me, right? That that every branch that uh, that uh, and and you could you could put this in administrative terms. Uh, so when a person is living the Christian life, you know they are, and as far as they're living the Christian life, they, for all intents and purposes, are, you know. In are grafted in; they're in the covenant community, and then uh, you know they apostatize or something like that, and they fall away, or they are an unrepentant uh, person and fall under church discipline, uh, rightly so, lawful church discipline, and then are disciplined out of the church, and they're never brought to repentance, and they're and they and they're they're cut off. All right, so it, it's 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 that kind of dynamic here that we're talking about, and. And Jesus says, "I'm the true vine." So you relate that back. You contextualize Romans eleven, verse twenty-five, and and really going back to verse thirteen, um, uh, you contextualize the language there that Paul uses with regard to th- the branches. All right, the branches being cut off, the branches being grafted in, and uh, y- you have the uh, uh, the idea here of um, of the root. And you wonder, of course. Well, is you know what is the root? Um, and I think that the root is Christ. So um, in in John 15, this is a, a vine, but you know he's referred to as a vine. The idea here is is life giving. From whence does the life come? And and you know when you're talking about grapes and and things like that, then it's the vine, right? Um, if you're talking about a tree, uh, then it would be the root. That's the that's the that's the life giver. That's the source of life uh, for a tree. You cut the you cut the trunk off from the root, and the rest of the tree is going to die. So, um, so you relate that. You, you, this language is already in view here from verse 13 to verse 24, really. And so when Paul drops down to verse 25 and he says that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, right? The whole context of this passage is branches being grafted in and branches being cut off. The the uh, apostate, you know, uh, Jewish branches, if you will, that rejected Christ being cut off and then the gospel going to the Gentiles and... And God effectually calling the Gentiles and grafting them in, right? And once the fullness of the branches of the Gentiles has come in to the vine, has been grafted into the vine, then all of Israel will be saved. Now, here's the thing. If that's the case, if the vine or if the root is Jesus Christ, right, um, then... Some interpretive traditions of this text would seem to be undermined. For example, there are some who believe that um, Israel is in view here—the the nation or the kingdom, if you will—that you know Gentiles are going to be allowed a place in in the kingdom, and that is that in which the Gentiles are brought. And so, um, but that doesn't really jive with the theme that's going on here in Romans 11 as it's corroborated by John 15 because John 15 would seem to suggest that the life giver is Jesus Christ and those those who have the life those who are 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 living are bearing fruit uh, are 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 thence you know deriving their life from the root or from the vine which has to be Jesus Christ it cannot be anything else um, and so my proposal is that in Romans eleven verse twenty five, that to in which the Gentiles are being brought is Jesus Christ Himself, in uh, as far as He is the root, the vine, and the Gentiles, of course, are the branches that are being taken from the wild tree, the wild, the wild olive tree, and grafted into the tree of life, which is Jesus Christ. And so um, uh, I I think that it's very important to consider when we look at a text like this, because this text is not about the nation of Israel. Uh, This text is not so much about the people of God, uh, whether or not you're talking about uh, the whole of the elect or some uh, preconceived notion of of the nation of Israel. This text is not about that. This text is about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is really the center of, of Romans 11. Those who are in him live because he's the life giver. He's the root. He's the source. And those who are cut off from him do not live. All right. And so uh, what are we being brought into? Who are we being brought into? And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I do think that has implications on, on how we view Israel. I think there's enough language in the New Testament to suggest Christ is actually Israel. And uh, all those who are in Christ is israel all right so 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 um jesus christ is like the new and greater jacob he is the representative of of his people and if that's the case then then all who are in him are israel right just as all who were born of jacob all who are in jacob are are called israel they take his name and so if jesus is israel uh, then, of course, all those who are in him are Israel as well. So I think that there are implications that could be worked out, and and Romans 11 would certainly figure into that. But that's really a, new, uh, a, a broad uh, overview of the text. It's really a biblical theological theme that you could trace from Genesis all the way to Revelation. So anyway, ho- hopefully that was helpful th- in terms of thinking about an important text. This is Romans 11, verse 25. If it was helpful, please... Give this uh, episode a share. Don't forget to click the subscribe button here on YouTube. And also uh, check out the uh, the Substack channel that, that I run. It's not a channel. It's a, it's a, I guess it's a blog, joshsummer.substack.com. There are paid and free subscription options on that website. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day.